0: Crypto, Bitcoin, you hear the terms, but should you even care? And are these really the currencies of the future? How do these things even work? Well, I'm Aaron Greger, and these are the questions that I wanted the answers to. So I started a podcast. Join me and explore the topic of cryptocurrency with my friend, Gary Leland, and other industry experts. Welcome to Clarifying Crypto. All right, welcome to another episode of... Clarifying Crypto. I'm Aaron Greger and I'm uh, joined by my co-host Gary Leland. Gary, welcome.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy. Glad to be here. Uh, heard you had a little trip there to Disneyland.
0: We did. So we're recording this right after Thanksgiving. Yes, I spent Thanksgiving break at Disneyland for two days and Universal Studios. I actually preferred Universal Studios because they had like four Starbucks <laughs> <in> oh. <laughs> <the Universal> studios <laughs> and when you're up at the Crocodile with children, you need coffee, and Disney really failed on the coffee front, but oh i
1: didn't I didn't know that I didn't know that
0: yeah, you're gonna stay like they have one Starbucks in each park, and it's gonna be probably we went on the busiest day probably of the year, but uh it was like an hour wait to get a Starbucks coffee, so oh
1: my gosh, how much does it cost to get into Disney?
0: Um, So I know when I went
1: with my kids years ago, I was like, man, this is a lot of money.
0: I think it was. So we got two day. So we got the two day tickets, but we didn't get the park hopper. We just got you got one ticket for one park, one ticket for the other the next day. We paid for the max pass, which allows you the fast pass and the picture thing. And that was it was about a thousand dollars for two days.
1: You almost have to have that fast pass if you want to get anything accomplished.
0: It was, it was very awesome. But you only are allowed, you got to be very strategic about this whole thing because you're only allowed three selections throughout the day. Oh, really? Yes.
1: See, I, at Disney, at uh, Six Flags here in Arlington, if you get the Fast Pass, it's all day, every ride.
0: Yes. Yeah. So for them, and that was Universal too. So if you bought the Fast Pass at Universal, you got one Fast Pass on every single ride. But- Disney was you only got three, oh, so you, you have to be very strategic about it. I bet you there are so
1: many people at Disney that if they let you do it all day, the people in the regular line never get to ride.
0: They never get to ride. Exactly. They just are in line all day. Exactly. Yeah. Because I got on, so there's, I got in at eight a.m. opened the fast pass to start booking because you, and then you're only allowed to book one every ninety minutes. So I pulled up my first one eight a.m. I'm in the park, and then one of the rides was already booked out till two p.m. I'm like, okay, I need to get that one. I mean, it was crazy. Like I said, we chose probably the worst time to go, but it was good. The kids are six and seven, so they're at that age where they could ride almost all the rides, but it was still, like, they still believed Winnie the Pooh was kind of cool to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I went with my kids at
1: that age. Yeah. And they uh, saw Disney or Mickey Mouse, and they ran over and hugged them. Yes. You know, so that same age is a good age.
0: Yeah. And my daughter... It was cute because she was pretty pissed that <laughs> she's kind of got my poker face, which it doesn't exist. And I saw her, she first met Mickey Mouse and she gives this like horrible look like she's pissed off. And Vicky <laughs> Mouse walks away and she's like, why doesn't he talk? <laughs> and I knew <laughs> she. So she knew that they weren't real, but she is. She expected a little more. <laughs> and she expected a little bit more, but she was so convinced Chewbacca was real and Darth Vader was real because they actually like spoke and or Chewbacca made his noises, and she's like, "Mom, I heard Chewbacca. That it, he was real. So that was cool. Like, she still believed some of it, but she was not going to be fooled by by the no talking Mickey Mouse. So, but, my, yeah,
1: uh, my children were Disney. Funny story, real quick. The uh, Today Show, I think it was, was interviewing Mickey Mouse for something. Yeah. You know, and it was like about 8 in the morning or whatever. Yeah, And my kids saw Mickey Mouse and took off running <laughs> you know, with the cameras there, the interview going on, and they gave him a big hug on TV. And oh, they were cute. like – it was like uh, they weren't expecting it. It was kind of messing up the show they were acting like.
0: And then, oh, uh, you
1: know, they, he had to stop the interview to talk to them for a second so they could uh, leave quietly.
0: Oh, that's cute though.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it kind of was funny that it messed up their show.
0: Yeah. So, with, so I do have Bitcoin news because with – Thanksgiving came Black Friday and um, I learned the hard way (laughs) that Fold, we talked about Fold last Mm -hmm. week, this great app that you can get. I have some Fold news too. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you the Fold news I found out. I just, I can't deny or confirm that I was the one who caused this, but they have a limit of a $750 spend per day. So all of a sudden- Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yes, I was going a little crazy on the shopping, and then went to get another gift card, and they were like, "Sorry, you've hit your limit well, today."
1: I have two stories. Then,
0: okay, go for Number it. Number one
1: is I was hitting Amazon. Yeah, and I bought three hundred. And first, when I bought fifty by accident, I said, "Why did I buy fifty? And so nice. I bought three hundred, yeah. you know, three hundred dollar uh, folds. Yeah, and um, I got cut off. So that surprises me. The limit seven fifty because I got cut off at three fifty.
0: I don't think I hit seven fifty in a day. because I was going back I'm like, I don't think I spent that much in a day, but
1: um did it say seven fifty and you're cut off? no, or?
0: oh, I went after support. I'm like, what are you guys doing to me? Like why am I cut off And then, so I wonder if it was like a twenty four hour basis? I don't know, but that's see, I thought
1: it was about. my credit card that was going, not that I can't afford yeah. the limit, but their credit card companies are weird on crypto stuff,
0: yeah, exactly, They're and gonna,
1: I was thinking, maybe they that. said, oh, this is some crypto thing, we're gonna we're gonna shut this down for a little while here, yeah. So I got shut down at 350 and it was late at night. So actually, I think we were talking online and Uh I was telling you, you were telling me that something disappeared or something. I said, I need to get something. Best Buy disappeared. So that's the news. But the news that uh, happened to me is we were at Target Saturday night Mm -hmm. and I decided, we decided to get some Christmas lights and Target had this deal. If you spend $100, you got $50 off, Okay, which was 50% off on -hmm. Christmas lights. So we ran up there to get some and- we were buying $200 worth for $100. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, wait a sec, I got to buy this. Target's in the fold app. I mean, I'm getting ready to buy something at Target. Why not get free Bitcoin, right? Yeah. And so I, I download my thing and I get up there and I go, just here's the code. Because they didn't give a barcode. Yeah. Some them don't give a barcode. They just give it like Chipotle doesn't give a barcode, just the numbers. And they couldn't get it to work. And they got the manager and he couldn't get it to work. And they got the next manager. He couldn't get it to work. And I said, I know this works. I've used this everywhere. And he goes, um, it says to log in to the site. And I said, I think that's if I want to buy from Target online. He goes, well, just log in and see what happens. And when I logged in, it said, what's your account? And my wife was there. And I said, what's your account number? (laughs) She gave it to me. And wham, there was my um, barcode. Yeah. So if you ever go to Target, just to let you know, and you buy that so you don't get all frustrated up at the counter going, how come I can't get? This to work. I just spent hundred dollars on this Target, your yep. gift card. You've got to log into the Target website as a member, yeah, to uh, get your barcode. I didn't know that.
0: No, I no. So JJ ran into the my husband ran into the exact same problem over the weekend. We he was running to Target, and I'm like, you can't like. I'm like obsessed now. I'm like, you can't buy anything without going on Fold like, don't do it. So he's like, that fold is kind of a pity. Like he was kind of mad at me because he had, a, he got up there yeah. and they're like, I can't, but he had to log into the app. So it is a good thing to know. Cause yeah. Yeah. My
1: wife, my wife is like going, well, I have a target gift card. I mean, a target, uh, credit card and I get 5% off of that. And I said, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're getting some, we're getting some Bitcoin here. So she's going, and hey, why are we doing that instead of just taking 5%? And I said, Kathy, because it has a chance to go up. Exactly, but it could go down too, right? You're asking <laughs>
0: me, yeah, it could. <laughs> it could. No, but we like we're we're Starbucks obsessed, and so I'm like, don't you ever automatic reload your card ever again? Like you always go through fold. I'm like, promise <laughs> me, JJ, promise me. He's like, I promise. So, <laughs> all right, but so we got the limit. Hopefully, some people. Uh, this will go out before Christmas, so hopefully, some people can take take advantage of shopping via Fold. Uh, You got your podcast, Four Minute Crypto. Anything in the news that's coming up that we should be aware of or any? Well, it's kind of
1: interesting story because I had two stories back to back. Yesterday, I did a story about the uh, governor of Georgia uh, had to pick someone to be a senator because the senator is in the seat right now is retiring due to illness, I think. And so he picked a lady named Kelly Loeffler, who is the president of Bach or Back, however you pronounce that, I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, you have um, the New York Stock Exchange. You're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. That's owned by a company called Inter- Intercontinental Exchange, or they call okay. it ICE. It's a bad nickname for ICE, but um, with all that's going on, but it's the Intercontinental Exchange owns the New York Stock Exchange. They opened maybe about four months ago. Back B A K K T, which is a industrial uh, site for people to. Uh, get into Bitcoin, basically. Okay. So so it's kind of cool in itself that the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange has opened the Bitcoin fund- Yeah. type thing. And I don't know if the fund would be the proper name to call it. But anyway, they, the president of back, of the Bitcoin mm-hmm. thing, you know, is Kelly Loeffler, who just got appointed for Senate in Georgia. And okay. so now we have someone in the Senate who- Loves Bitcoin and understands it, so that's kind of cool. Then again, though, when I posted it, a lot of people had different opinions on her politics as to whether
0: she should have been
1: uh, appointed because of her politics. And Trump, I don't think, was in favor of her appointment. But anyway, she's in there now. Okay. And then today, um, it was uh, the news came out that Saturday or yes, Sunday. No, yesterday. Excuse me. Yesterday was the biggest day for backed investment trading. They. Did four thousand four hundred bitcoins were purchased wow. through them. So that's their biggest day yet. But it's almost like every day has been their biggest day for like the last week. So that's really taken a lot of force. So yesterday through back, four thousand four hundred bitcoins were sold, you know, through this. And, yeah. and it's like uh, it's like uh, and, and it's regulated enough that it's the secure SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission has approved them. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, let me ask this, and this might be a this is just out of ignorance, and I know it's kind of out of the blue. But has there been other currencies that have been introduced? Like, basically, crypto is a new type of currency, right? Yeah. Has there been something that's not government-backed, like the EU or whatever, but that's come out where it has come mainstream, like we're seeing happen? You know what I'm saying? Like. I the don't think there's anything
1: that's ever come out that hasn't been backed by a government because until, until Bitcoin came out, everything had to be backed by something. You okay. know? And so even if it was backed by gold, it still had to have a government that had enough gold, someone that had enough gold on hand, and there really right. aren't a lot of people sitting on 10,000 tons of gold, you know, or yeah. whatever it is, you know. So I, maybe there was in the ancient days. I don't don't know. But as of modern history, I don't think there has been. I think because of the fact that the blockchain was a way to uh, regulate it. Yeah. It's the first one.
0: So this is pretty cool that this this currency has been introduced and actually has been picked up by all these places, and it's becoming serious. So another good reason to take note of it, to – be interested in it. Like you said, even again, we're not financial advisors. We're not telling what we, what to do, but even that 1%, because you just never know what's going to happen with this. It's not well, a fly-by-night thing.
1: You know, new Bitcoins are made, but I think there's only, I have to do my math. 3 3,000 Bitcoins left to be made in the really next 110 years, 115 years. Wow. So those 3,000 Bitcoins will come out over the period of 115 years. So it's not like so this is the first time, you know, um, we're at the point cause over 18 million have been made. So 3 million, yeah. not 3000, 3 million. Um, okay. but this is the first time we've been at the point where there's not very many being made, you know, right. as we're, we're hitting that point that majority of them have been created already. So yeah. the numbers are going to stay pretty stagnant. It's not like rising, you know, and that'll have a long way to rise, right. you know, you know, since there's 18 million out now and it'll only be 21 million and Like I said, like I was saying, the 21 millionth won't come out to the year like 2140 or
0: something. Yeah, So it's
1: a long time for the 3 million.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So so we'll see. That's why I'm a believer is just because it's a limited amount, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So today we want to cover wallets because I think, I know for me, this was a new concept. Uh, You know, and this makes this kind of... uh, adds a little bit of difficulty to the process of investing, right? So it can turn people off a little bit. So when it comes to wallets, can you explain, I know we've talked about this, but since this episode is specifically around wallets, can you explain why someone needs a wallet if you're investing in Bitcoin?
1: Well, every time you've seen a story, which everybody's seen uh, or heard of Bitcoin being stolen or Mm -hmm. Bitcoin being hacked or something like that, um well bitcoin's never been hacked but people buy bitcoin and they leave it on an exchange a lot of people do. Yeah. They leave it where they bought it at. Yep. You know, so they went to Coinbase or Binance wherever they bought some bitcoin and they just said, "Oh, I own it now. I'll leave it in my bank account." But it's not really a bank account. Right. You know, it's not insured like a bank right. account is. And uh that's where everything mm-hmm. gets stolen. If anything's going to get stolen, it's normally from there. Right. So it's like all these people leave All this Bitcoin on an exchange, it's a honeypot. And that's where hackers are going after looking for low security. So you don't want to leave it on there. And so your alternative is to move it off of an exchange and to put it in some kind of wallet. You know, but that's what, you know, a better name for that would really be a keychain.
0: Well, yeah, because you said it's not even that you're moving the Bitcoin over. Mm -hmm. You're moving the key you've talked about, like the key to that Bitcoin. Right. And And that's just a code Basically, a uh, set of
1: numbers, no, set, set of numbers, numbers and the letters. Yeah, so okay. you're moving that over, and that shows who basically owns the Bitcoin. That shows you own the Bitcoin, okay, or it's proof of that that you own the Bitcoin for the most part. But yeah, that's why you want a wallet is so you can. A wallet is much safer than uh, an exchange, but there are different levels of safety in wallets, right? you know, some wallets are more safe than others, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's why, um, you know, I made us a list here of different wallets and I thought we'd go over the list and, uh, yeah, uh, I can tell you which ones I use. Maybe not, that means, not that that means anything, but, uh, I've been happy with them or I would have switched and, you know, um, the different types.
0: Well, and yeah, because, so I thought there were four different types. You've listed out five different types. So can we well, and actually, about- we're not even talking
1: about lightning wallets, so we could have got in the lightning okay. wallets too. Yeah. So I just went with purely Bitcoin
0: wallets. Okay, so let's go. Let's go safest, or actually, yeah, let's go safest to kind of the least safest. Would that work? Mm-hmm. Um, where you want to be uber protected? I know for me, I went with uh, like a, I think Trezors a hardware, right? Yes. Yeah. I went with that because I don't trust myself with viruses. I have a Mac, so I'm pretty good. But what I was worried about was like a computer crashing or my phone crashing. So I wanted the hardware thing just to be super safe. So I use hard- a treasure now, too. Okay. Is hardware the the safest? Or- no. No. Okay. Not. What's the safest?
1: A paper wallet. Is paper the safest. will be. Okay. Actually, actually, what they call a memory wallet would be the safest. Okay. You know, is memorizing everything. They call that a paper wallet, being a memory yeah. wallet. I just call it memorization. I don't think it technically. But, you know, if you were going from China to the United States trying to get out of there with your money and you put your money all into Bitcoin, you know, because you yeah. can't take money out of Hong Kong. Right. You, say, you know, I got five million dollars. I can't leave Hong Kong right. with my five million dollars here and the bank won't let me take it. And you bought Bitcoin. Well, you can't. You probably aren't going to get out the country with a treasure. Right. You might not even get out the wallet with a piece of paper, you know, right. without them looking at it. So you'd memorize right uh, all your information and uh so that would be the safest but a paper wallet is actually the safest of wallet
0: so what is a paper so if you were to describe a paper wallet, is it a piece of paper or what is yes, it like
1: it is a piece really? of paper yeah you go to a place like bit um what did i put, did I not put? yeah you go to bitpaperwallet.org yeah. that's okay. a, a one for an example and you go there and you can put in you can get keys from them i've never done it okay You know, but you use it with the uh, bit address and when you go to bit address, it shows you it's like a set of numbers that you can't read. They're moving. I'm not sure how it works, but it's a lot of encryption. Okay. And so um, you have to, then you can memorize, I assume, the password and stuff that goes with the piece of paper. Right. You know, to use the piece of paper, to log in and then scan the barcode on the piece of paper. Because the piece of paper is a QR code, not a barcode. So you can go from there. Okay. But it's a way of scanning. You would scan the, I think you, now that I'm thinking about it more, you scan the QR code somehow, and then, then it sets a number up that goes on the piece of paper, and then you pull it out. So, so it's all synced.
0: So it's the safest, but if you lose that piece of paper, are you screwed? Yes. Okay.
1: So you'd want to make copies of that piece of paper. That's why I said if you're leaving Hong Kong and you had a paper wallet, and they took your paper wallet, you might be screwed.
0: You know? Okay. Because if somebody gets a hold of that key, they can access... Right. Your Bitcoin, correct? Right, right. Okay. But
1: they can't access it online. Right. So you don't, you don't, you have a different kind of fear. You've got the $5 wrench attack, as I told you last week. Right. Because that's the only way someone's getting your money is they come up to you with a wrench and say, I'm going to hit you in your yes. head and take your Bitcoin. You go, here's my piece of paper. Right. You know, they might be stupid. Go, what in the hell is this? <laughs> they right. They aren't even familiar with them. But that's all you, at least, ways you've limited all online attacks of any kind. Okay. So that's exactly. why they say it's a same. Because all of them have that same problem. Right. It's getting hit, hit in the head with a wrench and someone taking your stuff. Right. So that's <laughs> it. And that's, that's when people don't even, many people don't even know there's such a thing as a paper wallet. I've okay. never used it personally. But I was in a discussion with someone last week. He had, I guess, like 30 Bitcoins and he was real paranoid. He put one Bitcoin. Him and his wife spent all day doing it, setting up one paper <laughs> wallet per Bitcoin. Ooh. You know, making all these paper wallets, you know, so that... Uh, I don't know if their thought was that if they get robbed, they could give the guy one or give the guy two of them and they still have their Bitcoin left. You know, or if uh, they were putting wow. them in different places, different safety deposit boxes. Yeah, uh, He was doing all, he was really into security. He was one of these ones that believed that if Bitcoin becomes the international currency of the world, that the US government will come take your Bitcoin because they don't have enough. Yeah. So Like they did with gold, you know, back in the forties or whatever.
0: So the paper protects you from that. From Does it online, protect you from that? It protects from, you from online. From the U.S. coming and grabbing it.
1: Yeah. Well, they can if you can still give see them your piece own of paper, it, right? Yeah. Right?
0: Well, if you did it, if you put it, there's ways to do that. You can put it in a
1: mixer and stuff like that, and move it around. Okay. Um, you know, they. I don't know how far they can. They really do track you. I know a friend of mine owns the uh, ATM machines, Coin Source, and they track mm-hmm. all coins moved for six moves, six hops. So I don't okay. know how far back they'd actually go and hop you, you know? Yeah. So I guess you can move it around a lot. And no one would know whose paper wallet it was you moved it to. Right. For all they know, I guess you sold it to John Smith. You right. You just go, here's a here's a wallet that it went to, and we don't know whose wallet it is. Because you're okay. not putting that wallet address on the website, and you're not putting your name in that you, that's your wallet. So they wouldn't okay. know. I guess if you moved 30 of them, though, like he did or whatever, in one day, they would kind of figure it out. Yeah. I think you'd want to do, I think if you did, I'm not telling you how to do that. You'd want to like do one here, do one there for different amounts. So it looked like we were making transfers. I I don't think you'd want to do 30 of them in one day. Then they would be pretty easy to figure out.
0: Okay. So, sorry, I had a kid wanting to show me she's doing her homework. I bribed her with the possibility of getting a cat tomorrow. So she's doing her homework. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's a smart move.
0: Uh, (laughs) Hopefully you don't have to get a cat. (laughs) Well, it's a Christmas present. I promise her. Um, okay, so hardware, that's the next step up. So it's a little right. bit safer. It's not on a piece of paper, but um, I've got, I still haven't put my treasure, or my treasure, treasure, is that how you say it? That's how I say it. Okay, so if you are watching, or if, there's, if you see the video I'm holding up, it's T-R-E-Z-O-R, this is a piece of hardware that you can put your keys of your crypto. Um, I know you personally use this one, correct? That's correct. Okay, and this is basically... Like you're taking the keys, you're putting them on there. It's like a, I kind of look at it like a USB drive. Like Mm -hmm. your data's on there. So again, this would be where you don't want to just lying around your house. You want it in a safe place because you want to be able to protect the keys. And and (laughs) you're essentially protecting this piece of hardware. The
1: thing that's good about the treasure, though, and it's not the only wallet that does this, is you have a screen on there. Mm -hmm. So when um, I go to access and transfer a Bitcoin and it says, and I go to get it live, but I don't have to, because you got to plug it in your computer. Yeah. So when I I go to get it online so I can transfer Bitcoin to it, I don't have to use my computer screen to enter the password. Okay. So if someone has maliciously sent me a virus that they're able to see my screen, whatever I'm putting in there, I forget what those are called, but you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. They can see
1: everything you're doing. Well, they can't see my password because I'm putting it in with another device. Okay. So that makes that a little more secure because now, okay, put in your password. I put in blah, 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 but I'm not doing it on the screen. Okay. So they have no idea what I'm putting in. Okay. And the screen, every time I put it in where the numbers are, the pattern moves. Like one time, the one might be on the top left. Next time, I might be in the middle. Next time, I may be on top right. So you have to look at the screen and say, there's the numbers, and then punch it in. So it even changes every time. So it's it's a pretty secured method of doing it.
0: Okay. And then <clears throat> the ledger you put as another one. Now, does everybody have that feature where you can kind of
1: – Well, the ledger now has that feature too. Okay. And, you know, so so th- they both have that feature.
0: Have you used the ledger personally? I haven't, but I just ordered four
1: of them. So um, I ordered some of those.
0: So you were talking to like, just as a strategy, I know you talked about this last week after talking to somebody, you're going to start almost like the guided with the, th- not as extreme, but you're going to start kind of diversifying your Bitcoin, right? Like it's not going to be yeah. all in one place. Yeah. Probably not a bad idea to do.
1: Yeah. then if someone does come over, I don't think whoever's coming over is going to be listening to this podcast probably. Right. You know? So, um, if someone did come over, I could hand them with a pipe. I could say, okay, here's my ledger. Right. And, um, then I'm covered. You know, they go, yeah. thank you, and get out of Dodge. And I go, oh, okay, they didn't get all my big point. Yeah. So, cause, cause that's the, the only thing, you, it's, it's like, you know, you go to, right now down a neighborhood, this is the thought of people. Right. But you go down a neighborhood right now, and you see the guy, like, I got a guy in my neighborhood has a 14,000 square foot house. I mean, this thing is, it looks like a palace. Right. And you know this guy's got a lot of money. But exactly. no one goes up to him and says, hey, I want your money, cause it's not in his house.
0: Exactly.
1: And they're not going, to, we're going to go to the bank and get your money. He right. doesn't have any security. He drives in and out of his gate just like I do, but he has a bigger gate and a better car. Right. Um, so he's safe because his money's not there. But in the case of Bitcoin, you know, when Bitcoin, if Bitcoin got to be worth a couple hundred thousand a coin, then people think, gosh, he might have a couple million dollars in his house. Cash is
0: just better exactly. than cash.
1: You exactly. Know, so, so that's why a lot of people who believe that's what's going to happen with Bitcoin are so security conscious.
0: Okay. No, and absolutely, I mean, it. you should be, like, it's, because like we said, it's not an insured thing, like, you don't want to just sitting around, you want to take care of it, you want to protect it, so, um, and these, these are good from a perspective of, you put these in a security box, whatever you want to do with them, but keep them stashed away, so fire can't burn them, or, or right. anything like that, so. And there are even you- now
1: devices for, because you can, with the treasure or leisure, you have a mnemonic phrase mm-hmm. that will allow you to access and rebuild your account on another treasure. Okay. Okay, so if your treasure didn't get blown up, it didn't right. get put down in a fire, as long as you have the 24-word mnemonic phrase that they give you, you can rebuild the new treasure. Okay. But if you had that in the same place as you had your treasure and your house got on fire and they both burned up, you're really screwed. Yeah. So there are people now, devices are devices made out of steel that come with etching pins so you can etch your mnemonic phrase to 24 words into the uh, piece of steel and okay. then if your house catches on fire, you can still go pick up that piece of steel and okay. rebuild your whole account.
0: So I want to, uh, I was going to ask a question, but I'll wait to ask it. Okay. So moving up, is mobile the next safest?
1: No, mobile is not. Your desktop okay. would be safer Desktop than would mobile, be the next, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So this sits on your now, do you have to worry if it's sitting on a desktop? You have Armory and Exodus as two potential wallets that sit on your desktop.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've never so, used Armory. So, but I know okay. the people involved with it. Okay. And I know there're security bugs.
0: So, you know there are security bugs? No, I know they are. Okay.
1: They are uh, really in the security. I shouldn't okay. said bugs. They're really in the security.
0: So, If my computer, like if my computer were to get a virus, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming the same rule applies if it were to crash, just like if I have that code, I can probably get, okay, so. You'll have that mnemonic
1: phrase, so you could rebuild it if you lost your hard drive.
0: Okay, so crashing is not as scary, but is a virus scary? Like, can somebody, if I've got Bitcoin sitting on this desktop app on my yeah. computer, is that what I have to be most worried about? Well, if, about someone's, if someone's got
1: a keystroke on, you know, if, if someone's put like a keystroke on your device where they can come in there and watch you <laughs> go to your, right. you know, wallet and type in your passwords to get in, yeah, then they okay. can do the same thing. So, okay. that's what you're kind of worried about. And, and one thing you can do, you know, I, I think there are different kind of keystroke viruses mm-hmm. ones that maybe go on your computer as a whole but some of them go on the browser okay okay so maybe you want to take uh one browser and have two browsers on your computer and have like chrome which you know is open everything on there exactly. and just use that for your daily activities but then pull up something like brave or outlook or something else and only use that for your, for your wallet project. okay or whatever. So I, I use Brave and I go to four things. That's all I go to. I never go to another website on that browser. Okay. So I won't get a keystroke on the browser. It can still get on my whole computer, but it cut out another another okay. uh, bug possibility. So uh, that's what I would recommend if you're going to do it. Everybody's got two browsers. I mean, that's okay. hard to get two browsers. Use one, you know, just for that purpose.
0: Do you have a recommendation, like... I mean, obviously the more secure, like for the hodler, the people hanging on for a while versus the people who actually want to shop with this, I'm assuming. So we still have online and mobile. Well, and those ass- are going
1: to be the easiest for shop To with.
0: shop with. Okay. Now so I keep, I keep some in
1: my online, online and some in my mobile for shopping okay. purposes and in my storage, you know, yeah. offline. You know, so okay. if someone does break in, you know, they're not going to get that much. You know, but they are going to get a little bit of money. You know, maybe they get a thousand dollars or something.
0: Okay. So we've got online, you've got green address and electrum. So I'm assuming our worries on this are still hackers. (laughs) They're the most, yes. just like
1: an exchange for the most part, except it's not as big of a honeypot,
0: you know. Okay. So you should still be worrying. Like, is, I mean, online's just, it's as susceptible as. The, the brokerage, yeah. brokerages, but it's not as big of a target. Is that kind of that's how what it I, That's what I
1: would think. I've never used an online wallet. So okay. I just, we were naming all the kinds, so I just wanted yeah. to include it in here. But, no, absolutely. Um, I would think since it is online and since we know that a lot of people are storing their Bitcoin there, you know, it's kind of a honeypot, you know? Right. Yeah. And may, maybe it could be a bigger honeypot than an exchange, you know, if you really think about it, if it was like a great wallet, But you know?
0: If do they give you a key like the code that you were talking about? Do they give you one of those too? That I don't know. I've never used one. Okay,
1: so, so I can't speak from experience on that.
0: Okay, so it's another option, but probably not yeah. one. I, that would be
1: the least. If I was going to go to the trouble to take my crypto off an exchange, right, I wouldn't move it to another online site because it'd be just as hard to do that as it is anything else. You might as well just go with the one. That's Why do safer.
0: people use it then? Why do you do? Uh, do you know the know. reasons? I don't know. Okay. I don't know.
1: I, right. I don't know anything about, I know as much about those as I do paper wallets. I just know they exist and the basics of them. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to be very informative on this. Like no. I said, if I use something, I know a good bit about it, I feel like, but when you don't use it, if you don't believe in it, you don't use it. And I've never wanted to figure out paper wallets.
0: Exactly. That's kind of weird, yeah.
1: <laughs> even to me. And I've, I've known about them for a few years.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, this is work. Like, it's not something that you can go just, all right. Super easy. I mean, it does take some figuring out and you, some research. You know, research. The, uh,
1: the Winklevoss brothers who we talked about last yes. week, you know, they're billionaires from Bitcoin. Right. Um, if you read the book Bitcoin Billionaires, which is a great read, they, when they bought their Bitcoin, they took the, here's, this is crazy. They took their Bitcoin, uh, it was on a wallet or something, however, they transported it, went and got a room, took out all electrical devices out of the room iPads, iPhones, everything, covered up the windows with sheets, bought a brand new printer, printed off paper wallets for their Bitcoin, then destroyed the printer, and they got a brand new router that they used. They destroyed the router because traces can be left in these things. Right. And then they cut, I think, the paper up into four parts, the paper wallets, and hid those in different, um, not safes, but different uh, safety deposit boxes. And so wow. you would actually not be able to get it from any of the things they used. And then you'd have to break in the multiple safety deposit boxes, you know, to get their um, Bitcoin addresses. And even if you came up to them with the lead pipe wrench, they're going to have to
0: go to four banks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably not worth the effort. Wow. That's impressive. So they were really
1: security conscious. And this yeah. was like a long time ago when Bitcoin was in the $30 range or something, you know
0: yeah oh so, I mean well, that we've, would, yeah we've talked about it too. I mean, there's Bitcoin just sitting in landfills because people yeah. would put it on I'm assuming put it on these wallets or put it on your computer and just throw it away not thinking anything of it.
1: yeah, yeah i I saw the other day someone was uh going through some sites and he found out he had a bitcoin and a half on a website uh exchange he didn't even know it was there. It had been like there six, seven years Wow, and when he when he got it, it was so small of an amount it wasn't even worth transferring. Wow. Today it's 10 grand. You know, it was sitting on a, a, a online exchange, you know, that he had left it there for six years.
0: That's crazy. He was really excited. <laughs> yeah, I I would have been too. Yeah. I, I need like one of those like, oh, I wish I would have found that. Okay, so our ne- our last one is mobile. So you've got Edge and Exodus. So these sit on your phone. Now, do I have to worry about, because I've heard stories about this, like if somebody were to... Steal my SIM card or steal it's my. It's called phone. SIM
1: swapping. It's called SIM swapping.
0: Okay. So do I what need they, to be worried about that a bit well, what they do is
1: what they do is they contact your phone company and they say, hey, I've lost uh, my phone. Uh, I, I bought a new one and I need to have a card, a new card put in with my old phone number. Okay. And then you say, then somehow or another, whether they talk him into it or whether they have a cohort on the inside. Of the phone company working with them they get your phone number transferred over to a new phone oh. now they can go to your gmail account because they can go to gmail and say i lost my account and gmail will text them a number to at gain access to prove it's them now okay. they can gain your gmail now they can go through your gmail looking for bitcoin you know words until they find yeah. out what what you use then they can go there and kind of do the same thing saying I've lost my password and they'll send the password to their email, which they got now because they got that from. And yeah. so it's a, it's kind of a route how they do it. So it's not really that they steal your Bitcoin from there, but they use the information, the access to the information to steal your Bitcoin. You know, Mark Hopkins, right? Yes. This happened to him recently. Real recently. Really? Yeah. He was on my show afterwards. He was sitting there. Um, on his phone in bed at 10 o'clock and all of a sudden his phone didn't work. And uh, he's like, well, oh, that's crazy. So he said, hey, it's your phone to his wife and kid. And they, yeah, their phones work. And his didn't. So he got right on the phone because uh, he suspected it was someone at SIM and it was. Someone had uh, taken over his phone and gotten his phone number transferred to their phone. And uh, he shut it down right away. They weren't able to access anything. I think he went in and started shutting down all kinds of stuff, but he got that shut down. And then... Uh, I'm trying to think if it was. Him. I think I think it was Mark, but I think he had someone in someone in like um, New Jersey or somewhere who worked at an AT and I'm not going to say AT and T because I don't know that it was AT and T. Yeah. Excuse me. Worked mobile at carrier. a worked at a mobile carrier. Someone went in and worked with the manager. The manager of the mobile carrier store was in cahoots. And Mark has you can and Mark has on his like I do. It says. If they call and try to get it transferred, I have a precaution where no one can transfer mine unless they come in the physical store and have an ID. So wow. uh, that's what you do. You call up and you say, I am at risk. I'm a risk at risk person for being hacked. I need to have this put in place. And then they'll put that in place for you so that no one can do it on the phone. When Mark had that, yeah, no one was allowed to transfer his phone number unless they, Mark came in the store with his phone and said, here is my identification. Please transfer this to a new phone. He didn't have to have his phone; just he had to have his ID. Yeah. Well, the store up there in New Jersey, you know, since it was store manager, he was able to access what you shouldn't be able to. That's a weakness in that phone carrier's thing is mm-hmm. letting a store manager access that. Override that's how they were yeah. able to. Yeah, that's how they were able to override it. Was the store manager uh, gave the bad guy the um, SIM swapped it for him?
0: So, do you think so? This is an interesting question because I had another uh, acquaintance I know get ha- SIM swapped, basically got his phone uh, targeted, and he thinks <clears throat> it had something to do with that he was talking about Twitter, or Bitcoin a lot on Twitter, and thinks he kind of made himself a target. Is that the same type of thing, like Mark? I mean, how? Yeah, could uh, be. Mark talks a lot about Bitcoin. He's yeah. you know everywhere talking about it. Can that, yeah, I guess- what you might
1: want to do if you're doing, uh, do you know Ray Redacted?
0: Mm-mm.
1: He's, he's a local guy. He's a big security guy. And um, I'm just looking this up so I can tell you for sure. Like He recommends you use something like Hushed, H-U-S-H-E-D. Okay. Um, it costs us an app for your phone. And it costs $30 or $40 a year. Yeah. And anytime, uh, I can have up to like 10 different phone numbers, I think, on there that all ring yeah. to my phone. And so if someone's asking me for my phone number, and I don't know who they are, or, or I just don't think it's anyone's business to know my exact number, right. I give them the number off of there. And when they call that number, it rings straight to my phone. Okay, and then so they have no idea. Yeah, if it's in my phone, their name,
0: mm-hmm. like if
1: you called me through my Hush right. number, it would say it was Aaron, just okay. like it does with everybody else on my phone. Yeah. But if it wasn't uh, you, it was someone I didn't know, it would just say Hushed. Yeah, and I'd say, well, this is someone I don't know, obviously, that I've given out my hush number to. But by doing that, your number is less often online is the thing, Yeah. where people can find your number and attempt. So if they can't find your number, they can't even attempt the SIM swap. Right. So that's the deal.
0: Okay, and then mobile. If you want to use Bitcoin for shopping, yeah, this would be. I just like I, I talked. We talked about this last week. I'm not ready to go shopping yet. I'm, well, that's I'm better if you're like, going
1: you just, just holding hotline. on
0: to everything. Yeah,
1: that's if you're hotline. going to shopping in person. Right. But you're not going to carry your laptop with you. Right. <laughs> or a treasure or a paper wallet. So you would use that and then you can just open up the wallet, scan a barcode of the person you're buying Bitcoin from and say how much you want to transfer over to them. Yeah. So it's I just was- that that's online all the time. You know, as you're walking around, plus you can have it stolen. So it's a little less secure.
0: Well, and from a perspective too, you're wondering if these, I mean, it would make sense, right? Like Overstock, I know the creator or the founder of Overstock is a big Bitcoin Bitcoin person. And And he's involved with
1: Ravencoin too, which is a fork of Bitcoin.
0: Okay. Well, do you think, I mean, it's more susceptible for hackers because I would think I'd watch these sites like a hawk and try to, because if somebody's paying with Bitcoin, they probably have a lot of Bitcoin and I'd want to know, who these people, are. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it seems almost risky too, to be paying with Bitcoin because you're just putting yourself as a bigger target.
1: You know, the more expensive. I don't know. Well, yeah, to a degree. I mean, yeah. the more, the more it's known, well, the more people that know you do it, the more at risk. And that's one more person because there's a store or there's employees at the store that see you do it and they come out and they come out and get your license plate. Yeah. I mean, they aren't going to know who that Bitcoin came from unless you give them your name. It's not like when that Bitcoin, when you buy something from, The store, it registers Aaron Smith's Bitcoin. Right. But you say, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, say what's your name? Because everybody asks your name or your phone number nowadays. You give them that and you pay them with Bitcoin. Then it's somewhere in a record that you pay with Bitcoin or or they follow you out to your car and get your license plate number. Okay. So, yeah, so you are more exposed than you are if you – a guy who buys Bitcoin, like Bitcoin Tina, he was at the conference. Yes, he ha- doesn't want his photo anywhere. He doesn't use his real name ever. You know, he doesn't give out his phone number. Yeah. You know, someone like that has less exposure than someone
0: like me. Right, who talks about it all the time. Yeah. No, it was funny because when I, I helped with register or help check in at your conference, which we'll give a prop out, perfect segue. What's the name of the conference? When uh, is the next one?
1: Bit Block Boom. It's in August uh, 2020, of course. I think it's like the 27th, 28th. It's the last weekend. And we just signed up. um, Stefan LaVara today is coming out of Australia. He has a huge show. He has a big following. This was a big, this was a big plus. Okay. For us this year to have Stefan there. So, but uh, yeah, if you're, doesn't matter if you're in Dallas or not. If you're into Bitcoin, this is a conference for Bitcoiners. So they come from all over the world to the conference. Okay. this, This is a strong conference. This isn't a, but this isn't a beginner's conference by any means either.
0: Right. It's definitely more in depth. So, yeah. But when I was checking people in, there was a lot of, uh, not a lot, but so, and I'm like, why are people using aliases? Like, why aren't they really, you know, like, well, they'd give their name. Well, oh, it's not under that. It's under, and it'd be a fake name. I'm like, what is happening? And I had no idea, like, why so yeah. many people would be using aliases. And since then, I've learned a lot about the security thing. So,
1: and now, and then a lot of them were putting pieces of tape over their badge later. Yes. They might have had their real name on it. And so they put a piece of tape so you couldn't see it, but you saw they had a badge. And yeah. this year we asked them what name they want on the badge, you know, so That's they can so put crazy. their fake name on the badge.
0: That's so crazy. So in this, like, it, and I'll be honest, for me, it can sound intimidating. Excuse me. It can sound intimidating. It can sound like, oh my gosh, like I just want to buy some Bitcoin. Would you recommend, does it, I'm assuming it gets easier once you get over the hurdle of your first wallet and your first transfer, It's kind, of, it becomes a lot easier. If somebody's it's still always days,
1: kind of a little scary though.
0: It is a little <laughs> scary because you got to make sure you're getting the key right. So yeah. what would you recommend? And again, we're not financial advisors, but from, from someone who's been doing this for a couple of years, I got my first crypt, you know, Bitcoin, whatever it is. How do you recommend to somebody they just kind of begin? Is it just you buy a treasure and you, or treasure or whatever and you start walking through it and it pretty much is yeah. self explanatory. Are there resources I can go through to help me with the step by step process? They and- are,
1: but it's but if you go with a like a treasure or a ledger, it's pretty easy. The instructions in the in the box. I mean, I okay. used it and that's all I needed. I didn't need the, to look at anything. There were some things that bothered me, like when you're through, you know, when you use a USB. Yeah. You know, they always say to go to the computer, to the icon and click it off. Yeah. You know, I I don't think it's necessary on a um, a PC, on a uh, uh, Microsoft computer. Yeah. But it's definitely good to do on an Apple computer. Okay. Just close that instead of yanking it out. Yeah. Well, in my treasure, I kept looking for... You know, to do that and uh, you don't have to do that with the treasures. that's one thing I don't like to know. And I was looking around going, now I'm scared to unplug it. There's yeah. something wrong and I'm going to like mess it up maybe. <laughs> but it's all pretty cut and dry to have to. But I just recommend when you do it, if you're transferring, let's say you have a $1,000 on an exchange and you're transferring it into a wallet, transfer like 20 bucks
0: first. Just to
1: test it. Just to make sure. I still do that. You know, just to make sure it goes through fine. And if it does... It actually, if I was transferring uh, you know if you, if you had a large amount, if you were transferring ten thousand so dollars, let's mm-hmm. say you had one and a half bitcoins, I'd transfer twenty bucks and then probably transfer a thousand bucks and go, okay, now I feel good now Set I'll do the other nine, eight thousand five hundred fifty or eight thousand
0: whatever Okay,
1: you know, in steps because you don't have to do it all at one time. I'd rather lose the fifty bucks or twenty bucks and say, "Oh, I didn't get all that number and then. I also, before I hit send, I look at the first three digits and the last three digits. Okay. You know, because if I got the, I mean, you could go through every digit, but the odds yeah. are if you got the first three are in there correct and the last three, then you probably copied everything in the middle. Because that's another mistake people make. They miss off a digit. And it's not in the middle. You aren't going to miss copying a digit in the middle. Of yeah.
0: It. That's 20 true. digit
1: number, but you might copy the first 19. Okay you know so i always look at the first three and the last three but there are viruses that can get on your computer that substitute numbers in the middle there you know at all fairness so
0: ooh all right so keep, your, keep your keep your up to date yeah exactly keep your virus software up to date use a Mac. i like macs yes, it so
1: are. i still have virus software on my mac though yeah which i didn't used to do before i got into crypto
0: yeah i need to yeah,
1: yeah i didn't before i got into crypto and i use i was recommended by um, Ray Redacted, he speaks all over the world on uh, security. I use malware bytes. M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S. Okay. But that's what Ray re- recommended. And like I said, Ray is like, this is his profession. So and right. he spoke at the conference. He spoke in the last two years at the conference.
0: Okay. And I'll have all this on our notes page over at clarifyingcrypto.com. So Gary, thank you. I know this was a lot of information for somebody listening to it, but hopefully, like I said, it's just a first step. Oh, wow. We were on here a long time, weren't we? Yeah. No, it's already <laughs> almost time. I know it goes by fast. I like exactly. talking about this stuff. I'm an, I, I enjoy it. So next week we're going to cover mining. Like okay. what does this mean? Cause I, I want have some to Machines look-
1: mining right now in the back room. I don't know. If you, I guess you can't hear them.
0: No, which is good. <laughs> But yeah, so that'll be next week. So as always, uh, if somebody wanted to find you, uh, just find me on Twitter,
1: Gary Leland at Gary Leland, all one word.
0: Okay, I think (laughs) everything I put
1: there. Yeah, someone's wanting uh, some dogs.
0: No, you can hear my one dog wants to come in, but I think probably another package from a fold purchase is coming in. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) It's like an everyday occurrence right now at my house. So yeah, uh, I
1: see fold now posting. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, know uh, if you follow them they're posting like another member of the million dollar million uh, Satoshi club. You know, <laughs> you know, people were sending their screenshots when he hit a million.
0: I'm almost there. A couple yeah. more purchases and I'll be there. So I'm only I really like, do hope
1: 650,000.
0: I hope they do go up to a a dollar a Satoshi cuz that would be awesome. Well but right yeah. now
1: I think it's 14,000 maybe Satoshi's in a dollar.
0: Yeah. So even or if 14, they go 14 million or 14 That I think it's fourteen fourteen hundred. No, that's what can
1: I was looking at this the other day. There's a hundred million I mean a satoshi is a hundred millionth of a bitcoin. Yeah. So it's a small amount of a bit
0: So I think with yeah, I think with my almost a million, I've got like seventy dollars.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say so it may be fourteen thousand in a satoshi. Okay. Or fourteen hundred. It's fourteen something. See, Um, I can't even do the math.
0: I'm getting there. I'll probably have to give my weekly Satoshi update. (laughs) <laughs> i need to stop. i need to stop i don't want to but we've got like a trip to hawaii i'm going to start adding up the uh airbnb i've got some like i've got several more flights here in uh well we figured out the
1: other day at uh crypto coffee here in arlington we do that on wednesday mornings we were figuring it out how many how much money you had to spend to get a bitcoin yeah doing doing these apps you we have don't- to spend like a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand yeah. dollars
0: we don't need to go. It's like the, it's like the Starbucks app. When you get excited that you got yeah. a free drink, you're like, how much did I spend to actually get that free drink? And it kind of, yeah. it becomes a little depressing. So we don't want to, we don't want to think about that. So, okay.
1: Well, we'll, we'll, just, we'll keep that off the table. For now. <laughs> exactly.
0: <All laughs> well, right. hopefully,
1: well, hopefully Bitcoin goes up enough that, you know, you know, you're going, wow. Yeah. You know, I, I got now $90 in my uh, wallet there, like you just said, but all of a sudden it goes up tenfold and you got 900 bucks.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's free money. So Mm. I I agree. But Gary, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I enjoyed it. To connect with you. I did too. So we'll do, we'll do mining next week.
1: Sounds good. I I won't put as many notes in there so we can.
0: No, it's good. It's good. I'm glad you did. And I'm going to put, like I said, all the links to everything you you recommended in the notes page so people can go check these things out and get signed up and figure out what they want to try first and get, get ready. Sounds good. All right. Any news?